0: You are welcome to the Rohi Word. You are about to be transformed by the power of God's Word through his servant, Pastor Emmanuel Mephel. Pastor Mephel is a teaching evangelist who preaches God's Word passionately with signs and wonders following. He serves as the founder and lead pastor of the Rohi Church, a Christ-centered, family-focused, and discipleship-driven ministry. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Now, let us hear the Word of God.
1: Put your hands together for the Lord. And you may please take your seats. In his presence as you sit on the head of the devil. We had a very nice camp meeting on Friday night and the whole of Saturday from afternoon till about 6:30. So Friday we were here from 7 to 12 midnight. And then saturday we're here from about 1 till 6 30 pm if you missed it half of your life is gone i said what if you missed it half of your life is gone because the kind of things that we discuss and the kind of things that the impartation that took place it is an impartation that will set you up for good and for a blessing I want to speak to you this morning. It probably will be a one-off message that I'm preaching. If I'm able to finish. If not, I'll continue next week. But it's not supposed to be a series. So I intend to try and finish it. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. The subject I'm dealing with is the devil's levels. I'm talking about the devil's levels. The devil's levels. Tell somebody, the devil's levels. Tell another person that the devil has levels that he deals with you in. Amen. The devil always operates in levels with us, with me, with you. With everybody. The devil's levels. The devil operates in levels. The devil deals with us in levels. The devil's levels. 2 Corinthians 2.11 The Bible says, Lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Lest Satan should take advantage of us. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Meaning... Your ignorance is an advantage to your opponent. Or our ignorance of our enemy or an opponent is an advantage to the opponent. That's the reason why no matter what you do in life, one of the things that you should not be is an ignorant person. No matter how bad you are in this life, no matter how um, foolish you are in this life, no matter how poor you are in this life, no matter how insignificant you are in this life, one thing that you should aim never to be is an ignorant person. Don't allow anybody to ever describe you as an ignorant person. He is very ignorant, or she is very ignorant. Innocence is different from ignorance. If you are innocent, it means that you cannot be blamed and, and, and you are not involved and you have not been exposed to certain things. But ignorance is lack of knowledge, lack of information. So, we are seeing in 2 Corinthians, the Apostle saying that lest Satan should take advantage of us, For we are not ignorant of his devices. Meaning, if you are ignorant of Satan's devices, he will take advantage of you. Our problem in this life, and the reason why sometimes the enemy is able to handle us the way he does, deal with us the way he does, move us around the way he does, is because we are ignorant of his devices. The enemy knows that. If he can make us ignorant of his devices... If he can make us not concerned about his devices, if he can make us not mindful about his devices, he can control and operate us. And so he makes us feel that he doesn't even exist. So sometimes there are people who feel that the devil doesn't exist. It is all stories, it's all fairy tales. Witches don't exist, demons don't exist, Satan doesn't exist. And so if we are able to get into that zone where we feel that he does not exist, they don't exist. He has worked on our ignorance and now he's going to play us very well. And there are many areas and many things that the enemy uses to keep us in the area of ignorance. Because he knows that our ignorance is to his advantage. So your ignorance of demonic issues is to his advantage. Your ignorance of his existence is to his advantage. Your ignorance of his oppression is to his advantage. Your igno- so, so the way you have made up your mind, as for me, I don't want to know anything about the devil. Eh? I don't want to know how he operates. I don't want to think about the devil. It is good for him. It is good for him. The ignorance of your opponent's tricks is your, igno- your, 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 your disadvantage and to the advantage of your opponent. So if you are even doing business, Whatever you do, make sure you are not ignorant of your opponent's, opponent's devices. Make sure you are not ignorant of your opponent's devices. You must know where they are going. That's the reason why boxers, before they go and fight, they watch their opponent's fights. They can sit down and watch about hundred fights of their opponent because they want to know their devices. Where does he punch? When does he punch? How does he swerve? How does he avoid the hits? What does he do? How does he operate? When he's coming, how does he come? Is he left-handed? Is he right-handed? How does he punch? Does he punch hard? Does he do two times before he gives the hardest blow? How does he operate? Every boxer who is any intelligent wants to know his opponent's strategy before he goes into the field. Nobody playing football goes into a match without sitting down and watching The opponent playing some games. In fact, sometimes they even watch their training games. Sometimes they watch their training sessions. Sometimes they just want to know how do they think. What is the device? What are the strategies? How do they attack? How do they defend? How do they take charge of the midfield? How do they score? Do they even score at all? Do they use wingers? Do they use frontliners? Or do they only use defense? Everyone who is intelligent will never go into a fight without knowing the devices or the strategy of the enemy. So our our ignorance of our opponent's devices is to his advantage. And that's why sometimes you also don't have to open your mouth all the time and let everybody know your strategy. Because if somebody knows your strategy, it is to your disadvantage and to his advantage. So, if somebody, if, if somebody wants to take your husband, if somebody wants to take your business, if somebody wants to take your life, if somebody wants to take your ministry, if somebody wants to pull you down, they want to know your strategy. Keep your mouth shut. The devil does not read minds. He only hears words. If you speak your word, he will take it and use it against you. So try not to speak all the time to anybody. Once they have your word, they have your mind, they have your strategy, and they can use it against you. Your enemy's knowledge of your strategy is to your disadvantage. And your knowledge of your enemy's strategy is to your advantage. Try never to expose too much Of your strategy to an enemy to an opponent and you see today the person may be your friend you don't know in three months time six months time one year time whether he'll become an enemy or he'll maintain his friendship so still be very careful the things that you disclose be very careful the things that you discuss Be very careful that the strategy and the devices that you give to your people because once you give it to them and they become an enemy, they will use it against you. Lest Satan should take advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. So one of the things that I want to talk about this morning and I'm going to talk about for maybe one or two weeks is knowing the enemy's devices. Knowing the enemy's devices. And that's what I want to talk about. Knowing the enemy's devices in the area of temptation. Temptation. When God shows you the devices of the enemy, a lot of battles you will win. You will win a lot of battles. You will win a lot of battles. You won't go into too many fights. You won't fight too much. You won't argue too much. There are a lot of things you will not do because you can identify that this one is the hand of the enemy. This one can be overlooked. This one, you don't have to waste your time about it. So Christians, unfortunately, we overlook this principle so we are usually beaten by the enemy over and over. And when I was growing up as a Christian, one of the things that my pastor told me when I was growing up, he said that the devil has no new strategy. He said that Satan has nothing new. It is the old tricks that he will repackage and present. Old tricks. So you go through your life, you'll see that all the things that you have fallen to, all the problems you have had, it's a pattern that continues. It's a pattern that keeps running up, coming up, happening, happening, happening. It is not any, anything new. It's an old trick, but repackaged. And anytime he repackages, some of us fail. Anytime there's a repackaging, we fail. Anytime there's a repackaging, we fail. Genesis 3.15 that's why I want to start. Genesis 3.15. Where, where God pitched us against the enemy. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This time, God was talking to the serpent. And he's telling the serpent that I will put enmity. That's Satan. I will put enmity between you, Satan And the seed, or the woman, and between your seed and her seed. So by the time you arrived here, the devil was already your enemy. By the time you landed here, your assignment was to bruise the head of the enemy. His assignment was to bruise your heel. By the time you landed here, the battle lines had been drawn. So, as the devil is working and operating, his agenda, his assignment is to ensure that he brings you down. Unfortunately, and I keep saying unfortunately because it is very sad, we don't understand it that way. We see that if we don't touch the devil, he will not touch us. It doesn't work that way. He has been told that these people, whatever you do, they will bruise your head. That's their assignment. You to your assignment is to bruise their heel. So whether you are doing it or not, it doesn't matter. His assignment he would execute. That's the reason why you see somebody who is a very good person, and then he's got stroke, and you're asking that what happened? This is such a good person. The enemy is working. Somebody is such a good person, kind-hearted person, they will never allow him to be rich. Why? The enemy is working somebody good person they will never allow the person to marry why the enemy is working his assignment is to ensure that he bruises your heel and your assignment is to bruise his head it is an enemy line drawn from day one and so if you are ignorant of that you walk around and think that as for me if i don't touch the devil he'll not touch me no If you don't touch the devil, you have decided not to do your job. He will continue doing his job. He will touch your children, touch your family, touch your business, touch your ministry, touch your finances, touch everything that is important to you because that's his assignment. So you too, you should add it to your assignment that anytime you pray, you must rebuke the devil. Anytime you pray, you must deal with the enemy. Anytime you pray, you must rebuke the devil. You must break the chains. You must break the hand of the enemy. You must bruise the head of the enemy. That is the assignment that has been given. That is the battle lines that have been drawn. That is your side of the responsibility. That is the Satan's side of the responsibility. Ignorance makes us walk around and think that, you know, the devil is such a nice person. If you don't cross the line, He won't cross the line. And we are all fine. The devil is not a nice person. Whether you cross the line or not, he will cross the line. And so you must on a perpetual, continual basis, take territory. Take control. Take charge. Dominate your territory. Don't give any room or any space. Give no room to the devil. That's what the Bible says. Give no room. So it doesn't say, oh, give small allowance. Give no room. Don't be ignorant of the devices. I'm talking about the devil's levels. So there's an enemy line drawn already between you and the devil. And so you don't operate as if I don't know what is happening. What is happening is that the enemy wants to finish you. What is happening is that the enemy wants to finish your marriage. What is happening is that the devil doesn't want you to be happy. What is happening is that the devil wants to access your finances. What is happening is that the devil wants to access your ministry. What is happening is that the devil wants to access your health. What is happening is that Satan lives to access everything that God has given you to ensure that it turns backward and it doesn't go well. Satan, his assignment is to be in your life to discredit everything that God has credited you with. So don't see it as, oh... As for me, may if I don't touch him, he won't touch me. He will touch you whether you touch him or not. Don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant of that device. It's a plan. Now let me start talking about the devil's levels. First John chapter 2. I want to talk to you a bit about the levels or stages of temptation that we go through as children of God. With the devil. It's only the devil that tempts us. First John chapter 2, verse 16. So 1 John 2, 16 and 17 defines all that is in the world, or all that is in the system that the enemy works with. For all that is in the world, all that is in the world, all that is in the world is all that is in the enemy's system, all that is in the, the devil's kingdom, all that is in in the hand of the enemy. All that the enemy operates with. All his devices. So he says that for all that is in the world, the last of the flesh, that's flesh. All that is in the world. And then they begin to describe all that is in the world. All that is in the world. When you look at it, you wonder that, is that all that is in the world? Because there are buildings. There are cars. There are this. There are this. There are that. There are this. But if you check it clearly, you'll see that they are all within this. All that is in the world, the last of the flesh. The last of the flesh is the flesh. The last of the eyes is the soul. So the last of the flesh is talking about things that affect the flesh. Things that affect the body. And I'm going to tell you how, how the enemy deals with us on the level. Level one is our flesh. Level two is our soul. Level three is the spirit. I'm talking about the devil's levels. So once he has been able to overcome you on level one, he's not even moving to level two. Once he manages to deal with you on level, once he's not able to handle level one, he will not move to level two. But once he finishes you on level one, he's going to level two. And for some of us, the enemy has not even started working on us on level two. Because level one, level one, level one, in one, Level 1, which is the flesh, we cannot handle it. So he doesn't even have time to go and work on level 2. He's just working on level 1 because your level 1 is, where, is, is, is just the level 1 you can't even handle. For all that is in the world, the last of level 1, the flesh. So the enemy comes into your life and the first place he attacks is the flesh. He gives you the desires of the flesh. He gives you the appeal of the flesh. He brings temptations connected to the flesh. Everything that he starts dealing with you on is regarding the flesh. Then he goes on to say, the last of the eyes, that is the soul. The last of the eyes. The last of the eyes brings certain things that are connected to your soul. When your eyes sees your your, your desires are, are, are what's it called? Rekindled. When your eye sees it, your desire comes up. When your eye sees it, your will to go for it comes up. When your eye sees it, your emotions are aroused. Your eye is the, is the, is the, is the window to the soul. And then the pride of life. The pride of life, and it is this guy, is not of the Father, but it's of the world. The pride of life is talking about the Spirit. It's not of the Father, but it's of the world. The pride of life. Pride is a spiritual thing. So we start from the flesh and then we look at the soul and we look at the spirit. Levels of the demonic activities. The devil's levels. When it comes to temptation, what does the devil do? Where does he attack? Level one, flesh. Level two, soul. Level three, spirit. Don't worry, I will explain. Genesis chapter 3 verse 4. Genesis chapter 3 verse 4. Genesis chapter 3 verse 4. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. I'm reading to verse verse 7. You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened. Do you see that? The devil has started talking to her about the things that will happen. Your eyes will be opened. And you will be like God. Knowing good and evil. He's appealing to the flesh. He's appealing to the soul. He's appealing to the spirit. Now you'll be like God. Verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food. Food is for the flesh. Saw the soul. That it was pleasant to the eyes. Are you here? Are you understanding the message I'm preaching to you? The woman saw He felt that this would be good for my flesh Food It was pleasant to the eyes And a tree desirable to make one wise She took of its fruit and ate She also gave to her husband with hair And he also chopped the thing Verse 7 Then the eyes of both of them Were opened And they knew that they were naked And they sewed fig leaves together And made themselves coverings the devil's levels. Now I want to show you how he did it to Jesus Christ and then I'll finish. How he did it to Jesus Christ. This is how he did it to, um, what's her name? Eve. That was where he showed us what is in the world. Now let's look at exactly how he handled Jesus Christ with the same thing. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. Matthew chapter 4 verse 1. And I'm reading until eleven. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. So Jesus was led by the Spirit. And so sometimes when you are being tempted, don't say that um, the Spirit has left me. Or there's no, there's no um, the, 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 the God that I serve is not real. Sometimes you are led to be tempted by the Spirit. It is not because you are weak. It's not because you are not correct. It's not because this was after he had been praying for hours. After he had been praying and fasting for days. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Continue, verse 2. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. He had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. What, What am I seeing here? What I'm seeing here is that most of the time. It is after you have become very spiritual. Or better still, when you begin to feel very spiritual, that's the time you must be very careful. When you are feeling very spiritual, when you are feeling so audacious, when you are feeling that, look, the way I have prayed, I cannot fall. The way I have prayed, it's not possible to lie. The way I have prayed, it's just impossible for me to fall. The enemy cannot hit me. The enemy cannot hurt me. Nothing can happen to me. That's the time you must be careful. Because it was after 40 days and nights of fasting and prayer. 40 days. We are three days. I will say I am spiritual now. The enemy cannot touch me. You do morning to 7 o'clock. In the evening, you say, I went beyond six. I have broken barriers. The enemy can never touch me. Six to twelve. Look, today I have done six hours fasting. The enemy cannot touch me. You are a joker. Even after 40 days, still understand that the enemy will touch you. So, he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Afterward, he was hungry. Verse 3. Now when the tempter came to him he said if you are the son of God your flesh Jesus was hungry if you were the son of God command that these stones become bread what has been the son of God got to do with turning stones to bread at the time Jesus was hungry and he had to eat but the devil came using that same thing to tempt him. that if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you say you are a Christian, if you say you are the Son of God, why don't you command these stones to become bread so that you eat, after all you are hungry? That's how the devil comes to us. Are you not beautiful? Are you not beautiful? Has God not given you the beauty? Why don't you use the beauty to collect money? Are you not hungry? Have you not got power? Why don't you turn the the stone into bread? Are you not the boss? Are you not in charge? Why don't you tell them that they should give you A, B, and C before you give them the job? Are you not the big man Are you not the man in control? Like the way Jezebel told um, Ahab. Are you not the king? How can you allow this man to talk to you anyhow and keep hold of his vineyard? You are the king. Appealing to the flesh. You are the son of God. Turn the stones into bread and eat. After all, you are hungry. After all, you are struggling. Can't you sleep with him and get some money? Can't you cheat and get some money? Use your brain. Use your brain. Use your brain. They will tell you, use your brain. It is an attack of the enemy on your flesh. He's getting to your flesh, and he needs you to respond in a certain way. And most of the time, because of our ignorance, we respond in a bad way. Level 1. Flesh. Devil's level 1. Flesh. He comes against you with the flesh. He He comes to your flesh first. He comes to your flesh first. He comes to your flesh first. He will deal with you on fornication level first. He will deal with you on stealing first. He will deal with you on fleshly issues first. He will deal with you on physical fleshly matters. Flesh. He would deal with you on things that are things that are easy flesh. If you are the son of God, if you are you say you are the son of God, you said you have power. You are hungry. Use the miracle. Fill the stomach. You know why Jesus didn't do it? It was self-fulfilling. It was self-driven. It was a selfish decision. It was something that he had to... Jesus didn't come to either promote or glorify himself. He came to glorify his father. He came to promote his father. That temptation was for him to glorify himself. Was for him to to, to introduce himself. Was for him to make himself look good. It was for him to fill his belly. It was a selfish decision. And so he said, no, 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 no. It was also for him to go against the word of God. That's why he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. It is written. If he had done this, the enemy would have said that Didn't you see that you are not supposed to... Man shall not live by bread alone. So he had to quote that verse to him. It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word. When you are under such a temptation, learn how to use the word of God. Learn how to use obedience to the voice of God to overcome the temptation on level one. Flesh. Flesh. It was just for Jesus to glorify his flesh. Turn it into bread and fill your flesh. Not only to fill his flesh, but also to show that I am the son of God. I am the son of God. But that was not what he was supposed to do. Showing that you are the son of God was to be done when you go on the cross and you resurrect. That was not, he was not to show that he was the son of God by turning bread, a stone into bread. He was to show that he was the son of God by going onto the cross, going into the grave, and coming out after three days. If he had done that, if he had done this one, he would have canceled the whole operation. Unfortunately, many of us, we bite we the first temptation. We bite the first temptation. First the first attack, we bite it, we take it, we eat it, and we cancel the whole process. The devil is a very far thinker. He's a very far strategic planner. He does long-term planning. So the devil had seen that if I can get him on the flesh level now, he will not get to the point where he would even have to be crucified and then I'm free. If the devil can get you to be pregnant now, the man that God has planned for you, it is gone. The devil plans. He's a very strategic planner. He's a very long-term planner, but we are very, very short-term planners. Christians are very short-term planners. My pastor used to tell me one day, a long time ago, Bishop Dad, he told me that, he said, you must, you must, he says that the devil The devil always thinks 10 steps logic. 10 steps. He says he operates by 10 step logic. And we operate one step logic. 10 step logic. So by the time he's coming to you, he has planned that if I'm able to get him here, it will cancel this one and cancel this one. And in 10 years, what would have happened to him? It will not happen. And then he will not be able to preach the message that he must preach. And then if he doesn't preach, there are about 100 people that are connected to his voice that will not be able to come into the kingdom. Those 100 people, they also have about 100 each that must be connected to the kingdom. If I'm able to get him now, he will not be able to get into the place of talking to these people. And these people will not talk to the people. And by the time, because of this one person, I have managed to take 1 million people down. But we don't think that way. One step logic. Our stomach, I am hungry. Give me the food, let me eat. When I finish eating, we will plan tomorrow. By the time you finish eating, tomorrow is gone. Tomorrow is gone. We have eaten our tomorrow yesterday. You ate your tomorrow yesterday. So now your pastors are struggling to create your tomorrow for you. Because you finished your tomorrow two days ago. When the devil came to you with your flesh, that you know what? Cancel the fasting. Eat. Cancel the fasting. Eat some food. And the Lord was also preparing to use the fasting to deliver you. And once you are delivered, your family would have been delivered. And once your family was delivered, your children and their children were free forever. But because you couldn't tell, there's one step logic that you are operating in. You just took the bait of the devil. You ate it and you cut out of the blessing. Step one, flesh level. We kill it at the flesh level. We just terminate the assignment at the flesh level. The devil was planning that I am going to terminate Jesus' mission on the flesh level. I'm going to terminate it. If Jesus, if Jesus had turned that stone into bread, that would have been the end. That would have been the end. He would have introduced himself. He would have terminated the assignment. He would have canceled the whole project. And how many times have we not terminated certain assignments and certain projects that God has for us? Because we couldn't overcome step one. By the time the enemy is coming to you, I was telling some people some time ago that the devil does not have time to work on you forever. He does not have time to work on you forever. So all he has to do is to plant something in your life that you yourself will begin to destroy yourself. That's what he does. Uh, You think that the devil has so much time that me alone, he will spend 70 years with me. No, you he will spend 70, 80 years with you. No, he doesn't do that. He will plant something in your life. He will deposit something in your life. He will make you say something about yourself. Once you have said it, that hey, my brother boy, e be ye ye. Once you have said it, that's that's enough for him. Now that word that you have spoken will control, continue working, operating in your life till you finish. The devil will make you make a declaration about your child. As for you. You will never make it. that's all. And no, no, no. So he would disturb you to make that declaration. Once you make that declaration,, I'm going to the next person, because you yourself, your web now I cannot. It will be working. It will be working. We are one-step logic thinkers. The devil is 10, 20, 30- steps thinking. We must get to the point where we are not ignorant of the devices of the enemy. Our ignorance is his blessing. Because we are so ignorant, we talk anyhow, we take any temptation, we take any bait, we eat everything that the enemy brings and we mess up our organization, we mess up our oppression, we mess up our projection, we mess up God's plan for our lives. So Jesus said, no, 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 no. This one, I remember you did it to Adam and Eve in the garden. I saw it when you came to them and then you began to show them things on the tree how nice it was, how beautiful it was, how juicy it was and you told them stories about how great they will become, how wise they will become, how intelligent they will become they will know the difference between good and bad, I saw it it is not going to happen to me now so he said that it will not happen, verse 5 Jesus now told him it is written, man shall not live by bread alone by, by every word by every word By every word. That's why I'm telling you that when the enemy comes, find some word. Level one, find some word. By every word that proceeds from the mouth of God, find some word that is proceeding from the mouth of God. Use it to detonate the devil. Use it to cancel the enemy. Use it to terminate the assignment of the enemy. Level one, flesh. Flesh. I said level one is what? Flesh. Flesh. Always flesh always flesh use your money to get her don't you have the money charlie go and do lottery by all means you make money flesh you have the money go and bet flesh you have the beauty use it flesh you have intelligence lie flesh flesh the last of the flesh flesh The enemy has mastered the art of using our flesh to bring us down. And the flesh will never be born again. The flesh can never be saved. It will be saved when you die. But as you are alive, the flesh will fight all the time. That's the reason why you must be mindful. You must be alert. You shouldn't walk around like an ignorant person who doesn't know what is happening. Flesh. Level one, flesh. Are you in the church? Am I helping you? Level one is the flesh. Flesh. You turn your beauty into food. Turn your beauty into food supply. Turn your position into a source of advantage over the needy. You know how to talk, right? Lie. Talent use your tongue. Use your mind. Use your mind. Haven't you heard it before? Use your mind. Use your mind. You are intelligent. You are smart. I don't know what to mean to me is Line Line flesh. It's flesh. And like I said, most of us, the devil is even not bothered to go to the next level. Because at the flesh level, you are defeated. No, if I see that, this is your weak point. Do you think I would waste my time looking for other weak points? No. Oh, my brother, my sister. I will not waste my energy. I will just time, time. Po, what the hell? Then I go away. When I come back, I am not. I am not looking for another will. Till you manage to overcome that one, I will still use that one against you. That is why sometimes, if you don't overcome fornication, it is what will bring you down all the time. When you manage to overcome it then they will bring something else. Then once in a very long while, they will bring that that same temptation back to see if you have really become strong against it or you have been weakened. And sometimes when they come back, by the grace of God, you have built your resistance in that area. Then they will go back to the next point. So with Jesus, they tried the first level. They realized that, "Mm -mm, this one is not working. May the first level not work for you in the name of Jesus. May you be strong enough to overcome the level one, which is the flesh. May God strengthen you with strength on your inner man so that you would overcome the flesh. Level one temptation is the flesh. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you would overcome the flesh. You would overcome the activity of the flesh. You would overcome the weaknesses of the flesh. You would overcome the flesh at every level in the name of Jesus. may take your seat the flesh is a wicked one it's a wicked one because everybody has it and it's very very weak as for the spirit we will get there but the flesh level no that is why you should not have any faith in the flesh you should not have any reliance on the flesh the flesh can fail at any time the flesh the flesh the flesh is so weak. If you are not careful, it will embarrass you. Ha! Look, the devil is too intelligent. So he uses the thing that can embarrass us, the thing that can bring us down. The thing That's the first place he will hit. Your flesh. Your flesh. And he did it to Jesus. Number two. Go to verse five. The devil took him up into the holy city. Set him on the pinnacle of the temple. He took him to the holy city. So, first of all, he said that he set the atmosphere. It's, it's like a holy place. A, man, a holy place. Holy atmosphere. So, before he threw the temptation, he set the thing in a very nice setting. Before temptation level two will come, they will set you in a nice place. Nice setting. He's in church. Nothing bad can happen in church. He's praying nothing bad can happen in prayer he's in the holy city nothing bad can happen in the holy area he's with the pastor nothing bad can happen through a pastor he's with a leader nothing bad can happen with a leader he's at a place where the place is a holy place the devil took him up into the holy city set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him if you are the son of god throw yourself down for it is written He shall give his angels charge over you. And in their hands they shall bear you and bless you, dash your foot against a stone. If you are a son of God. If you are a son of God, show that you indeed are the son of God or you are the Messiah. This one is is reaching out to Jesus' soulish desires. Show how powerful you are. Show how, how great you are show that you are the son of god and the people will catch you before you fall show it show it so now they move from the flesh now we are going to the soul we are going to your will we are going to your boastfulness we are going to your pride we are going to them. we are going to the things that ministers pride so we finish with the flesh we have entered the soul now we are talking about your pride we are talking about your will We are talking about your emotions. We are talking about your feelings. We are talking about the things that appeal to you. So the devil is now not talking about food. He has overcome food. Or you have overcome food. He is now not talking about dressing. You have overcome it. It's nothing to you. But he's now talking about your desires. He's now talking about your desires. That's the point where where, where you are supposed to choose between good and good. Your desires. The thing that appeals to you, the thing that attracts you, the thing that matters to you, the thing that drags you, the thing that drives you in your soulish area that impresses you your desires, your will, your emotions. What are your emotional connections, emotional attachments? I am not sleeping with her, but I'm emotionally connected to her. That is also a problem. So he has moved from the flesh and he's dealing with your emotions, he's dealing with your soul. He's dealing with your soul. That's why the Bible says that if you look upon a woman, lastly, you have already done what you were thinking of doing. So the devil would move from the flesh and now enter into your soul and allow your emotions, your will to begin to operate. And so your emotion is connected to this woman. Whenever you see the woman, you have problems. You have already crossed the line. The devil is a liar. Are you in the church? So Jesus overcame the flesh level, and then the devil went to the next level. When you overcome at the flesh level, you move to the next level. I'm talking about the devil's levels. You move from the flesh level, you move, you move to the soulless level, where we are dealing with your pride, we are dealing with your lusts, we are dealing with your emotional connections, emotional feelings. We are dealing with your will. We are dealing with your intellect. The devil is a master tactician. we reel on the flesh. For some of you, eh, the way the enemy has dealt with you, he has already kidnapped the three in one. So, today he hits you on the flesh level. Tomorrow he moves you to the soul level. Then he'll hit you on the spiritual level. Then he'll come back. Boom, 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 pam. But with Jesus... Master tactician, the son of God. He tried the first one, it didn't work. Second one, it didn't work. When will you overcome the second? When will some of you overcome number one? When will you overcome? You see, number two is is the one where a wife is with the husband, will not leave the husband, but will not also love the husband. My soul Oh, my, my desires are not towards my husband. They are towards another man somewhere. But physically, I am here. You are sitting down, and you are feeling that, you know, I am not like the other one who goes to sleep with another person. As for me, I, I, I will never sleep with another man. I will never, never, it will never happen to me. And by the grace of God, it will happen to you too. But that is just the flesh level. Now, when you move to the soul level, the question is that, are you really in the marriage? So you have a husband who goes to work, comes back home, goes to work, comes back home, comes to, the husband, comes to the wife, but he's not in the marriage. His soul is not there. Soul is not there. His soul is connected somewhere else. His desires are to somebody else. His emotions are somewhere else. His feelings are somewhere else. His will is somewhere else. He's just in the place with his body to overcome level one. But level one, if you overcome level one and you don't overcome level two, you are still zero. Overcome level one, then overcome level two. Level two is not only by prayer, it's not only by the word. Sometimes level two, you must speak to somebody. Jesus was Jesus, so he could use the word. But you, how many verses do you know? I will pray that you get a lot of verses to counteract level 2. But if you don't have the verses, please speak to somebody who will help you. That my soul has left. My emotions have left the home. I am just there. I am just there. I am just there. So that we we try and pray for you. So that we try and reconnect. So that we try and help to see if it will work. I am just there. My spirit, sorry, my body is there. But my emotions, my emotions. The devil knows how, you, how, how emotionally you connect to people. So he stops dealing with your flesh. He knows that he can never get you to go and sleep with somebody. But as you are driving, you see a woman. He has moved from your physical body going to sin. But he has moved. He, has moved. he knows that he cannot get you to go and sleep with a person. But, when it comes to level two, which is your soul, you have lost control. And you cannot, as a Christian, lose control of your soul. You must have control of your soul. You must control what goes in and what comes out. You must be able to control your emotions. You must control your emotions. You must control what comes in and what goes out. You must control your will. You must control it. You must have it in check. You can't allow your emotion to just run anyhow, anywhere. Man, have it under control. Have it under control. The devil is working with it. And look, it's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. Your body will follow where your your heart is going. Just a matter of time. Your body will follow where your heart is going. It's just a matter of time. Your body will follow your soul. It will follow. It will follow. Then you see, uh, the devil is operating. It's like a remote control. I'm talking about the devil's levels. Level one is the flesh. May you overcome the flesh. I said, may you overcome the flesh. I said, may you trample the flesh down. I said, may the devil's attack on your flesh be overpowered in the name of Jesus. Take your seat. Then when you get to the soul too, may the Lord help you. Are you understanding the message at all? May the devil devil lose. May the devil lose. Like he lost with Jesus. Then the third. Let's continue. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And sometimes most of us, Our activity is tempting God. Tempting God. Tempting God. Tempting God. God. Verse 8. Again the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Showed him the kingdoms of the world and their glory. Verse 9, And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you will stop worshipping God, that's the spirit, and you will bow down to me. If you would move your allegiance from God and you move to me. If you will stop bowing to your God and you come and bow down to me, I will give you this thing. After all, Jesus, is it not this reason why you came into the world? You came into the world to be in charge. You came into the world to take over. You came into the world, but you didn't come. Jesus was saying that I came to take charge, but I didn't come to take charge this way. You also have a vision and a dream to take charge, to be rich, to be notable, to be to be very, very powerful, to be great, but... There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. The end of that way is death. destruction. So Jesus looks at the thing. He said to him, all these things I will give you if you will fall down and worship me. It's the spirit level now. It's your spirit. Now the devil is saying, I want your spirit. That is where some of us we get to. Some of us, some of us pastors, sometimes we get to that point where where we have overcome the flesh, we have overcome the soul, and now the spirit level. And we come into the church, and we see that the church has a lot of chairs, but we are not getting people to fill it. Then somebody tells us that you know what? If you can go to this person and you bow to him, I will give you the powers that will draw people to fill your church. Then ignorantly we forget about Matthew chapter four verse nine and forget about the fact that Satan gave the same temptation to jesus that if only you will bow to me i will fill your church if only you will bow to me i will send money to your business if only you will bow to me i will cause your husband to love you if only you will bow to me money will never be a problem if you will bow to me marriage will not be an issue if you bow to me everything will come to you and jesus said forget it get thee behind me satan this is the time where you begin to say, "Get thee behind me. The devil will come to you on level three. After he has done level one and two, he will come to level three. and level three, he's asking for your spirit. Level three, he wants to take charge of your spirit. He wants to say that, worship me, bow to me." Bow to me and I will give you what you have been praying for. Bow to me and I will give you what you have been asking for. Let it be known to you that the very moment you bow to the enemy, you have sold your spirit to the devil and you are never coming out and you are never coming back. Don't! Don't. It is a strong, it's a strong temptation but don't. Don't. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. I will tell you that. He will give it to you. He will give it to you. All these things I'll give you if you fall down and worship me. He would have given it to him. But you see, he would have given it to him something that he already owned. He would have given him something he already had. The peace of God is yours already. The growth of the church is something God has given you already. Financial blessing is something God has given you already. Your business doing well has God given it to you already. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. God has given it to you already. So if you listen to the devil and the devil says, I will give it to you. It's a fraud. You already have it. You already have it. You already have it. Good marriage, you already have it. Church, you already have it. Big business, you already have it. Successful marriage, you already have it. Successful financial life, you already have it. Anointing, you already have it. Breakthrough, you already have it. Goodness and mercy is already your portion. God is overflowing over your life. Don't allow the enemy to present what you already have to you and cause you to bow to him. By the time I was 19, 20. That I was praying for a a wife. I didn't know that God has such a wonderful wife and a wonderful marriage for me. Are you understanding me? There are certain things that God has planned for you in the next 10 years, in the next 5 years, in the next 7 years, in the next 6 years, that when you are sitting here, you look at your life now. You will think that it will never happen. It will never come to pass. I will never see it. But just give yourself time. Just give yourself 3 more years. Just give yourself 4 more years. Just give yourself 5 more years. That thing that you have been praying about, that the enemy wants to present to you... On a silver platter. It will come to you by God. On a silver platter. And you will not have to explain to anybody. People have done things. That they have to now explain. How they came by it. Because they went by it. The demonic way. Oh this your husband is very nice. How did you get him? You can't say that he was somebody's husband. And you took him. This your baby is very beautiful. How did you get her? You can't say that I went to see a juju man. You can't say it. Oh, this is your marriage is nice. How did you get it? You can't say it. That I was walking and I met a man. Who, who said he was a prophet. But when you checked, he was not a prophet. He was a soothsayer, And then he gave you something. And then he said that when you meet the man, you like blow the air. Blow it into his face. And you did it and the man followed you because he was not a spiritual person. He followed you and you married him. Now you have to continue blowing his face to contain the man. You cannot tell that to anybody. But when God gives it to you on a silver platter, when God gives to you by prayer, when God gives to you by his grace, when God gives to you by his mercy, when you have overcome level 1, overcome level 2, overcome level 3, and God gives it to you, you don't have to explain. You will tell the people, it is the grace of God. It is God's mercy. It is God's kindness he will say that I was going through a lot of hassle I prayed unto God and he turned and he heard my prayer and he delivered me and this is the blessing of my husband this is the blessing of a wife this is the blessing of a marriage don't compromise don't compromise don't bow down he says bow down to me I'll reward you what he's saying is that choose me over your God and you'll be rewarded shortcut to glory shortcut to power shortcut to dominance shortcut to wealth shortcut the enemy always comes on the level three it says shortcut shortcut to your blessing shortcut to dominance shortcut to power shortcut to wealth shortcut to beggar church shortcut to more branches shortcut to more miracles shortcut to more testimonies but there's a a way that seemeth right unto man but But the end of that way is death is destruction is damnation of life Level one is for your flesh. Try and overcome it. It's nothing. It's nothing. Level two is for your soul. Overcome it. It's nothing. Level three is where the problem is. Level three is where the problem is. Level three deals with authority. Level three deals with power. Level three deals with dominance. Level three deals with sika. Level three deals with juju. Level three deals with forgetting about God and following another God. Level three deals with an argument between you and your God. Level three deals with an opposition between you and God. At level three is you choosing the devil over your God. And most of us. We end up choosing the devil over our God. We end up choosing the devil over our God. We choose the devil in a lot of ways. We choose the devil in a lot of ways. We choose the devil in marriage. We choose the devil in finances. We choose the devil in business. We choose the devil in ministry. We choose the devil all the time. He says if you only you will bow down to me, I'll give all to you verse 10. Then Jesus said to him, "Away with you, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only. Him only. Not him and your other God. Him only will you serve. Then verse 11. Verse 11 says, then the devil left him. I said the devil left him. May the devil leave you. May the devil run away from you. And then he says that when the devil left him, angels came and ministered to him. When the devil left, angels came. When you overcome the devil, angels come. When you overcome the temptation, angels come. May you overcome the temptation number one. May you overcome temptation number two. May you overcome temptation number three. And may the devil leave for angels to come and minister to you. I pray for you this morning that in your lifetime, as you are alive and you are serving God, may you overcome level one temptation. May you overcome level two temptation. May you overcome level three temptation. And may angels come and minister unto you as the enemy runs up away from you. As the devil flees, may angels come and minister unto you. Stand to your feet. We have come to the end. And pray for yourself that, Father, help me overcome level one, overcome level two, overcome level three, and let angels minister unto me in my marriage. Let angels minister unto me in my business. Let angels minister unto me in my ministry. When I am tired, let angels come and minister. When I am about to give up, let angels come and minister. When I'm about to cry, let angels come and Minister. May your angels be present to minister unto us. May your angels be present to minister unto my family. May your angels be present to minister when it comes to my resources, when it comes to my finances. May angels minister in the name of Jesus. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself.
0: for listening to Pastor Emmanuel methel We hope you were blessed by the message. Worship with us at the Rohi Church in Community 22, Tema. Every Sunday from 7.30 to 9.30 for the tree service and 10.30 to 12.30 for the English service. We have Bible studies from 9.45 to 10.30 a.m. Tuesday empowerment service is from 6.30 to 8 o'clock p.m. Download the Rohi Church app on Google Play and App Store for more life-transforming messages. Follow Pastor Emmanuel Methul and the Rohi Church on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Call us on 0204-336-002 for counseling and inquiry. Rohi Church, loving God, making disciples, and evading globally. God bless you. This message is brought to you by Hot Jobs Africa Limited, Ghana's number one HR firm. Looking for quality staff? Looking for a job? Contact us on 0204-336-009. Think HR, think Hot Jobs Africa.